Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 293 of the podcast with my buddy, Jordan Black. I do want to quickly acknowledge that apparently I've gotten way off track on which episode number this is, but this is definitely 293. Uh, That is to say I got off uh, a few episodes ago and a couple of people pointed that out to me. I've never pretended to be good at math, but uh, this is 293, rest assured. And I hope you enjoy the episode uh, with this wonderful boy of summer. I want to congratulate Holly on your new job. Uh, Thank Alexa for your email. Uh, Elad, always great to hear from you. And I think that's it for the time being. Hopefully I'll be seeing some of your uh, shining happy faces on uh, over this weekend at Comic-Con. And I had an amazing time in Philadelphia, although very, very brief. Uh, I was in and out very quickly but what a wonderful time doing spontaneous nation there so if you were at that show or one of those two shows rather thank you so so much for coming um i really am so honored to be a part of paul f tompkins touring a spontaneous nation group with tony newsom and eugene cordero and of course the wonderful evan schletter so i will be doing some more shows with them in the coming months and uh that's it enjoy the episode now entering nerdist.com Wow, what a! T- I that was me starting. Have recording. we started? Me starting recording was ah. Oh, <laughs> and knocking over your. There's no tea. place to go but up. From, <laughs> ah, well, we're recording now. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting, seated on seated on the sofa, and you're on the floor, so I feel like I'm like elevated. I, like and I will refer to you as your highness oh, for the thank rest you. of this podcast. Your highness, what is the 16 that's on your shirt? <laughs> I forgot that was it. It's from work. I'm working on the Radford lot right now. And so I left for lunch. And when you don't have your ID, they give you this sticker with today's date on it. So you can walk back on the lot without having to have your ID. So you got to be number 16. No, no. Today's date is the 16th. Everybody gets it. I really was like, are, they must be so like conscious of, you know, just security issues yeah. that they're like, you're number 16, you're right. number 17, you yeah. are the 18th person to leave this set. Uh, I got to figure out where, to, I'll just put it back. Was it worth having to stop and get the sticker? Did you have a good lunch? Well, I go so? out, I leave for the lot for lunch every day just about, and I always get the sticker and uh-huh. I, I go to Jones, you know, Jones. Uh, yeah. Like Off. Joe... J J O A N. Yeah, Jones. okay. Because sometimes there's a J O N E S. Jones. No, not yeah. that Jones. Yeah. Jones that's in the valley. Is it the same one that's like Jones on Third? But it's yeah, it Jones is, yeah, in the valley. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it, I don't I don't know what street it's on, so maybe it's Jones on Third. Mm-hmm. Um, no, well that's the one. The one that one is on the one in okay, West Hollywood. The, but it's a late the lady named Jones. <laughs> that that version of Jones, not last name Jones. Uh-huh. Anyway, one day I went in there and one of the workers was just like, I got to know every day you come in here and you have a sticker with a number on it and every yeah. day it's a it's a different number and what's the deal with that and i was like oh it's just the date i yeah. work i was like i work on the radford lot and that's just the it date. sounds like, so much more mysterious like, oh, and, than it is and it's one of those things where you go like oh all the employees are kind of like there's that guy with the right. sticker what's the deal and it's like there's a zero story yeah there's <laughs> like absolutely well, no story the, i th- guess what we can surmise from that though is that you are the only person who a 
that you have these two qualities. Number yeah. one, you never bring your ID. Number two, yeah. you go to Jones. Yeah. They don't have anybody else. Right. Yeah. That's it. You're the only <laughs> yeah. person who's I'm doing the only both one of who's those doing things. those things. Yes. Fascinating. Yeah. Who wears it on my shirt? Like a couple of my coworkers will put it in their wallet or at yeah. the bottom of their you shirt. Wear it proud. I wear it right there. That way proud I'll just know proud. where it is. <laughs> Otherwise I'll like be like, wait, I know I have a sticker somewhere. Well, look, it turned into such great conversation. Oh, it's, this, is, this is a great piece right now. I got uh, nowhere. Right I now. had nothing yeah. after this. I, when, you, when I opened the door, I was like, okay, good. I'm going to base the entire podcast on whatever that number is. <laughs> I mean, you could turn it upside down. It could be a 91, and then I could oh, start asking right. you about then that. I'd never and get that's back on the lot, to you, That's true. Yeah, but, but it's fine. It's for, it was from today, so it's, I'm done with this number. What are you working on uh, on the Radford I'm lot? writing on uh, Tim Allen's show, Last Man Standing. Wonderful. Are you so, enjoying it? I'm having a blast. This is my first it's their seventh season but my first season yeah so we're about a month in so so far so good we haven't started shooting yet we start shooting uh towards the end of august all right yeah. so it's mm-hmm. coming up but it's yeah. still mm-hmm. you're still yeah, we have some out. time yeah we're how, how many how many episodes do you like what has to be complete by the time they start shooting you know um i mean by the time we shoot the first episode one you're script so- has to be done right. for sure <laughs> um enough. and then I, I think the goal is to be at least Five, I think they want to be because it's above my pay grade. These decisions, sure, but sure. I think they want to be like five episodes, at least have five scripts ready to go by okay. the time we shoot the first one. Okay, but we'll see if that happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> have you met the cast already? Or no, it, yeah. I, I haven't so met any of the cast yet. Yeah, they haven't started coming in yet. So yeah. just the writers right now. Yeah, I like that lot. Not to get too show busy because it's that not lot. really uh, necessarily my jam, but I do <laughs> feel like cons- that's been the most consistent place i've shot oh yeah like i don't know well, what definitely that means. sitcoms for sure yeah. they shoot a lot of sitcoms because i've worked on that lot so much right over the years. okay so it's not just me i yeah. started i think i started to think like is this the only company that will hire me even though it's like all these different <laughs> right it is it's exa- a bunch of different right productions. it's like, its own little it management it's cbs Radford, not at all but yeah. frequently if not all the time mm-hmm. yeah. it has not been cbs yeah me too yeah me yeah. too and this isn't a cbs show so. yeah do you do you still connect with any kind of a like a like a thrill when you go on to every time every time i drive into a lot i'm like thank you jesus yeah well driving on for sure but even walking yeah anytime getting on a lot i would say like 50 percent of the time even when it's a hot day and i'm walking in for an audition yeah some part of me is like i I made it it's like i made it it's like i made it i'm allowed i'm allowed here i mean like paramount's probably my favorite lot because it has so much history yeah and it's a real cute little lot too it's nice and Tight, it is tucked. Everything's yeah. kind of jammed in. Uh huh. Yeah, and well, I yeah. would say I'm I'm hardly ever on the Paramount yeah. lot. I only get to go. I've been. I think yeah. I've been on there. I think I've worked on there twice. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I I'm rarely rarely yeah. on that lot. But yeah. So I always I always get a thrill when I get to go on a lot. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. Yeah. That speaks well. I think it speaks well of both of us. I think so too. We're Instead good of a people. sense of entitlement. We're good. We're really yeah. good people. <laughs> Where did you grow up? In Illinois, a small town called Kankakee. Kankakee. Oh, mm-hmm. Kankakee. Mm-hmm. That's not a it? song. It is. It's in the it's city in... of New Orleans. The train song. Okay. Is what's, that where you heard wait, it? What's, wait, what's that one? That's, um. okay, talk about singing. Um. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's, but that verse um is, um, pulled out. I can't sing it. Forget it. Anyway, city of New Orleans. I don't remember who popularized it, but uh-huh. it's been remade a zillion times. And it's, um. I'm not going to try to sing it because it just won't help anyone. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, 
God, I wish I could remember whose song it is because I actually have it on my yeah. iTunes. Don't I, worry. This is the part yeah. of the podcast where a bunch of people listening to it are we'll like look the song their up. eyes and ears yeah. out like with frustration. <laughs> and they, they and also they, they right now us. Google it and you'll they're, yeah. they're answering it while I'm ta- saying That's right. They've, it. Oh, they're like, they've it's already so-and-so. They may have answered it before yeah. you even. They might have just go- immediately Googled Kanky. But it Pete. also is referenced in the Ben Affleck movie, The Accountant. Okay. My Town is referenced, which was interesting. Well, this is... The, here's the thing. I can't remember mm-hmm. what song this is part of. Mm-hmm. But I th- think I just know that the line is Kankakee or Perry. Oh, I don't know that song. So that's not, I know it's, no, not, it's not the not New Orleans song. song. Something in the back of my mind is telling me it may have something to do with the song Lydia the Tattooed Lady, which okay. I know from my Muppets singing okay. some songs okay. album from when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe Rolf the Dog. Okay. Went ahead and covered that mm-hmm. song. Well, that would make sense because that show, Sesame Street, was shot in Chicago. Okay. And Kankakee is an hour away from Chicago. Okay, so maybe it is. I also mm-hmm. could for sure. Nope, I don't have my phone. Uh, <laughs> I could look it up. But yeah, what I have in my mind is, I'm, I'm, if, if I'm not, I might be doing like a serious song mashup. Mm-hmm. But I, in my mind, I have like Kankakee or Perry or Washington crossing the Delaware because it's all about yeah. all the different tattoos she has on. Oh. Now, it's also possible, again, that I've taken Kankakee or Perry from, from another song, song mm-hmm. and just dropped it right yeah. to Lydia. Right. Well, I'm going to have to find out because anytime Kankakee is mentioned in anything, yeah. I want to know because yeah. when I grew up there, I didn't think anyone knew we existed. How uh, how small is small? Um, With respect to your town. What I was just right. asking that. I mean, it's pretty small, question. but I mean, like, I think our town, like today, I think the last time I Wikipedia it, the population was around... 25,000, which I think is about what it was when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty small, but That's it's not small. like 12 people small. Right, right. You know, but it's still small enough that e- you feel like everybody knows everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it uh, is it like idyllic in, in a small town way? Or you know what I mean? Is it like, uh, mm. like oh, the, here's the town square? Um, in a sense, when I was growing up, it was very idyllic. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hit, it kind of hit some rough patches by the time I was graduating high school because like the factories were closing down and things like that. Cause it was a factory farm town. Mm-hmm. So as factories and farms went, the town kind of declined yeah. at that time, you know? So uh, you listen, there's a Bruce Springsteen song. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it would fit. Yeah. And possibly also a Billy. That's Joel. what we, yeah. I'm a big Springsteen fan, a big John Mellencamp fan. Cause that's all they there sing about is factories and farms closing that's down. Right. I was like, <laughs> now I didn't work in a factory, nor did I live on a farm, but I relate. I do. I really do enjoy, uh, just, Anytime someone says something that kind of has that tone, yeah, even if it's just like they say, like, well, you know, my dad had worked mm-hmm. at like this. My dad did work at And in I don't factory. mean this disrespectfully. Yeah. I mean it like from the bottom of my heart, mm-hmm. but I do kind of immediately before they've even finished the sentence go like, my dad worked at the hangar factory. <laughs> like, that's that's so yeah, Springsteen. Take it past that. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Uh, Till they shut it down. But my dad literally did work in a factory, he worked in a car factory. And uh, for 40 years, uh, right outside of town. And uh, it's funny because I just saw Springsteen on Broadway a couple of months ago. Oh, yeah. He was doing that. He's doing he's those doing intimate it. little performances, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah. Somebody and else I know went through It's that. funny because he talked about how he spent his career singing about, you know, blue collar workers and factory workers. And he goes, and I've never had a real job in my entire life. <laughs> Because you know what? He had to be the voice of the people. Yeah. yeah. He couldn't have done both. No, he, he had to yeah. get, but get even those like stories starting out. out, he didn't, he never had a day job ever. He just never did. He never was always a, a singer songwriter yep. and that's it. Yep. 
I mean, he had some, I read his, I'm obsessed wow. with him, so I read his uh, memoir. So he definitely struggled and like lived on people's sofas, but he never had a day job. Which, yeah. Which is good for him. I think he's going to make it. He'll be okay. This Broadway thing could be his big break. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I hope so. I hope people finally start to get what he's about. Yeah. Now I. Uh, now I'm sorry. Where'd you grow up, though? Oh, Arizona, Tucson. Tucson. Okay. Um, I, there's there's not that many factories in Tucson. There, are, mm-hmm. I mean, I would say there are some. Mm-hmm. I will say that where I went to, and I'm sure I've said this on the mm-hmm. podcast before, but that maybe I'm not giving it the love it deserves. <laughs> Uh, I went to a magnet school, public magnet mm-hmm. school in the barrio mm-hmm. and across the street from my four, five, six uh, grade school, mm-hmm. tortilla factory. Oh, well, there you go. So when we would go on mm-hmm. field trips and stuff, we w- would, if we were lucky, our teacher would let us make a stop in at the tortilla factory okay. where we in Spanish would ask for a tortilla fresh off. Oh, wow. The Can you taste belt. the difference? I mean, they're wonderful. Yeah. So warm. <laughs> but still, I'm like the, yeah. the, they used a lot of flour, so they were mm. warm and squishy, but they still were like dry to yeah. the touch. You know, they had a nice floury yeah. dryness to them. Yeah, you, and they were big, big tortilla, like uh-huh. burrito tortillas. Oh wow! So you'd fold them into they mm. you fold them into fourths, and then oh. you just kind of nibble so on delicious. them as you went along. Just on anything field trip fresh day. off the assembly line. Yeah, like a fresh, yeah. fresh car. Mm-hmm. That's why I like um, uh, Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh yeah, and they're fresh off that conveyor belt. That sweet little so conveyor good. Belt. They're so good. Um, uh, so that's that was mm-hmm. that's my closest day to day experience mm-hmm. with the factory. And I've never been inside a factory in my life. So oh, never did. Never yeah, I guess there was. Why There's would no you reason go visit your dad to, yeah. at work? No. What was his part of that process? I want to say know? I could be lying, so forgive me if uh, if my dad listened to this, which he won't. Uh-huh. Um, I think he drove a forklift for the most part. I mean, he was there forty mm-hmm. years, so I'm guessing he did a lot of different things over yeah, the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I feel say, like he that told actually me, sounds like one of the less like I you were when you hear factory if you're not a factory worker or have right. not been I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. because I am so kind of attention deficit in yeah. a positive way I've embraced. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, flittering around and like I have a hard time mm-hmm. well, I, the idea of of something monotonous. So yeah. you sort of invent that in your mind. Yeah. Like, well that's probably what you had to do is something very monotonous. Of, yeah, I'm sure. Which is not that's yeah. not like, well, mm-hmm. you figured it out. That's factory work. Right. But that's like where your brain might go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and driving a forklift sounds like could be kind of cool. Nah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'll say it like I'll this. I'll podcast he, him. When next. I asked him a few him, years ago after anyway. he retired, I asked him, I said, do you miss work? And he said, I'll put it to you like this. I went there every day for 40 years. And since I retired, I've never gone back to yeah. visit. Yeah. He was done. <laughs> yeah, he was done. He, was done. <laughs> he put his time him. in. Can't blame him. Uh, okay. So it was kind of idyllic. And then it then things started to kind of close down. Yeah, definitely started to hit hard times in the like late eighties. Were there people, well, like when you were in high school, were there, did you, did you see that within the population of the school? Like were families moving away and stuff? No, I mean, cause our town, like, um, like for example, in the seventies, the mid to late seventies, when we moved into the house that I basically grew up in, um, when I was like seven, we moved that house and I was there till I left home after high school. Um, when we moved in, that was an all white neighborhood. We were the first black family to move into that neighborhood. By the time I left, there were no white families. So there was white flight mm-hmm. immediately. So they moved out to like the more suburbs of our town. Mm-hmm. So, and that still is true to, to this day. Mm-hmm. So they're still there in the suburbs. And um, so as far as my school, because it's such a small town, 
um, and it was pretty racially um, evenly mixed, black and white. So there was only one public high school, so it was evenly racially mixed, black mm. and white. So, um, so yeah, so it would have been that way no matter what. Right, right, right. Yeah. But it wasn't like all of a sudden there's 15 mm. people in my previous class of 40 because right. everyone, because when something yeah, happened, no, it was it like, like to get out of here. pretty much it. Nobody left far enough to be, oh, they would yeah. left, leave neighborhoods, but they wouldn't yeah. leave far enough to like, Nobody moved to like Chicago and things like that. Yeah, yeah. How far away from Chicago? It's like a, where it is where's fifty Kankin miles Falls? south? Okay. Of Chicago, so it's about an hour away. Okay. Yeah, but That's it's close. but it's another planet. It is. Yeah, yeah it's one of those. Yeah, it doesn't feel like oh yeah okay we're here we're, we're right outside Chicago you know if yeah. no one told you you were right outside Chicago you and you've just been blindfolded and led there yeah you would not know you were anywhere near yeah I'd like a to major know the city. circumstances of the person who gets blindfolded and led there and then they have to <laughs> and live dropped there off forever. in Kankakee. <laughs> And and not know that they are so close yeah. to but so far away. Yeah, so far away. How, what's the, who's the we in the when we when like my when family? You, yeah, what's your family makeup? So I grew up uh, with my mother, uh, single mother, and then my uh, three older brothers. So okay. I'm the youngest of four boys. Uh-huh. So that was the. How, we. What's the age difference between you? We're um, pretty much stair steps. So like, um, my oldest brother is four years older than me. Next one's three years older. There's a gap. Then my next brother's one year older than me than me. Okay. So there's a two year gap between the two middle brothers. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot for your mom to take on. Oh God. I don't even know how she did it. I asked her once um, when my brother had kids, when my, all of my brothers have kids, but when one of my brothers had kids and they were staying with us one time and he had um, three kids at the time, he has five now, but at the time his kids were there and they were just so, it was so much. And I said to my mother, how did you do this by yourself with four kids she goes i had to convince you guys that i was crazy and that i would kill you and, I was, <laughs> and as soon as she said i was like well yeah that's true i did think i totally thought my mother would kill me and i said but Effective. now I, but now i i realized now oh, that was your like way of your surviving yeah. yeah i was like oh okay because i totally thought like oh i can't do that my mother would kill me right right you know, so i was like oh because i was like and our house was wild yeah like, it, was. We were, it was a madhouse it I, can't, was. I don't know how she did it yeah i mean because that's the sort of like when you sort of get into like gender stereotypes and stuff mm-hmm. like it, the 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 difference between you know, maybe this isn't so true anymore, but like, obviously we've only changed into being more progressive Mm -hmm. for the most part, Mm -hmm. as far as gender roles go Mm -hmm. Four boys in the house. There's not the same kind of like, whereas like if one of you, one of them had been a sister, would it have been like, well, you know, Lisa always watched everybody. Yeah, exactly. Because she was, you know, kind of became like second mom or Exactly. Yeah. We had none of that. There was no second mom. It was... (laughs) In my house, it was every man for himself. <laughs> did you guys each have your own bedroom or did you have to share? Um, so it was a four bedroom house. So obviously my mother had her own room. So two of us always had to share a room. Gotcha. So, but that would switch up depending. Yeah. Like at one point, I remember I traded one of my brothers something. I can't remember. I think it was like a cassette of music for okay. his room. And then he moved into the room with my other brother. So he had to share the room. That's so, a mega trade yeah I was like hey you want I don't remember what the trade was but it was something like that like okay you want my copy of Lisa Lisa and Colt Jam's <laughs> album I will give it to you but you got to give me your room yeah <laughs> did you feel like you got away with of something of course I totally <laughs> did 
course that's the better deal. Wait, which brother would that have been? That was my oldest brother. I remember, oh, like wow. he was willing to trade. Oldest yeah. brother. Yeah, he didn't. You had care. cooler music than your oldest brother. Yeah, I, but he wasn't in. I don't know if it was music, but it was something like that. It was yeah. something he wanted. That was like some music. Couldn't have been clothes because yeah. he was much bigger than me. So yeah, but yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> and did your mom like? Did she have time to have a social life outside of like? Yeah, she. I mean, she, I'm, my mother from as long as I can remember has never been like a party animal. She's always been early to bed. And I think that was because my guess is, you know how like when you first have kids, you sleep when they sleep right. so that you can. But as we got older and she did, she could do what she wanted. She was still on that clock, which she's still on now. She still goes to bed fairly early. every, right. she, And she always has. Yeah. So, but yeah, she was able, she dated and things like that. She had her life. For and sure. you mentioned that you mentioned your dad uh, and mm-hmm. that he won't listen to this, which by the way, I'm going to change all that. I mean, I'm going to get him <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> I got. Oh, this one of those follow-up interviews. Yeah, gotta get him into the JV Club podcast. It's gotta be right up. (laughs) You gotta make it happen. It's like it was made for him. (laughs) Um, I. uh, But but you mentioned him, so Mm. he is still a part. of Yeah, and he lived in my town, so like around. It's a small town, so did he? But no joint custody. He wouldn't like take you for some of the time. No, not really. I mean, I mean, he lived in the town. He was remarried. Had um, you know, and I had other siblings on his side, you know. So um, but no, I you know I didn't like. There was no like joint custody as far as that. He was my dad, not my older brother's dad. They gotcha. had their father lived in uh Tennessee, which is where my mother grew up. Gotcha. So then so I was the only one whose dad lived in Kankakee. So gotcha. But yeah, but he was around. I you know, I saw him all the time. Uh so I've gotta get into the Lisa Lisa and the Cult Jam because I love that that's the <laughs> I just remember having their cassette. Which to be honest with you, the most of the music I had when I was in high school was from the Columbia House. You remember oh, Columbia yeah. House? Oh Where you send God, a penny? I about the Columbia House. So you send a penny and they'd send you like seven yes. things that you picked. But then, yes. so you send those seven, then you're supposed to buy yeah. a thing once a month, yeah. which I didn't have any money. Yeah. So I could not buy. And what if you didn't pick one, they would just mail you something right. so that you always right, owe the right, money. Right. Yes. And you could yes. either mail it back, which God, I'm it was like. a perfect scam it was such for a young well, person too. It was really bad for them because nobody I ever met ever sent them a dime. And including me. So they sent me cassette after cassette after cassette every month. And so I was too lazy to send them back if it was something I didn't want. Right. But it actually made me discover, like, I discovered the Eurythmics because of that. Like, well, they sent it. So I was like, oh, I like this. Yeah. I forgot all about Columbia House. I remember the, like, ads in the magazines where it was just, like, endless yeah they had small all of print, it yeah. just everything you could ever yeah. think of yeah every and piece just of the music thrill of like mm-hmm. and, and I, I did it and I and I and I really do feel like I remember the the dynamic of like recklessly picking the yeah. first like 10 being yeah. like I don't know right and then like as you're did you order down more oh yeah totally had oh them. my god totally yes. had them. yeah <laughs> and I also don't remember, remember ever pain, sending them a dime must have yeah because I probably wouldn't have gotten away I mean with they that, sent them to me for months before they stopped sending I think I think it probably somehow for them was out. worth it. Like there was enough people who did send the money yeah. that they could because I think their whole business plan was to sh- their model was to shame you into paying for right, this. Right. And I was just like, I literally don't have the money because yeah. I did feel bad. But yeah. I was like, I don't have eight dollars or whatever it yeah. was. You know, and I and I don't, and I wasn't gonna like go to the post office because back in the days you like go to the post office. How do I package a cassette to send? Right, like, right, right. It was right. too much yeah, no, for no, a no. teenager. For a teenager, no, no way. No way I'm we could do barely it. get our shit together to right. like show up at school and do <laughs> right. homework and stuff. But yes, I just remember that so fondly and the excitement of getting them mm-hmm. and like. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that was a big deal for you too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because sometimes I talk to people who just weren't music was not a part of their oh god high I can't school even experience. Imagine. Which, I can't imagine. You know, I get I get it, but mm-hmm. that was not anyone I knew. Yeah. And I don't know if it was. Now that I think about it, some of them, I think were like close to a city or something. So yeah. maybe they were just like, oh, it was what I was ever on the radio. But mm-hmm. like for us living in a place where there wasn't much to do, yeah, like driving. And then therefore yeah. needing music that of course, you like yeah. to make enhance the experience or just sitting well, at home doing nothing. Yeah. When I was home, was so all I did was play my boom box on as loud as I could, yeah. whatever I had. I remember like I would yeah. get up in the morning for school and the first thing I do is play my music and blast it so I can hear it throughout the house. So when I'm running around the house, yeah. I'm like, that's so rude. <laughs> it was so rude. I, I think everybody was up though, so it didn't really, yeah. but they might've wanted to listen to something else or not listen to anything. Right. But like I could be all the way downstairs in the kitchen, but I wanted to make sure I could hear the music from my bedroom. <laughs> I feel like from what you described from your family, someone would have just turned it off or said something. I to feel you, right? like it. Yeah. You know, they probably, but also I feel like, like a passive family. I feel though. like my mother was so nice and like, Oh, my baby's into music. Cause I was the baby. That's like, let him have it. I, if someone complained, <laughs> I feel like she would have said, no, let him have his music. Yeah. That's what please, I really think just happened. At least let him have his yeah. precious, precious music. <laughs> uh, did you share music? So you, but, and did your brother share musical taste? Like, would you no, also no, find out you were kind of a loner? Not really. Way? They didn't like me and my brother's like, like I said, it was every man for himself for the most part. So everybody kind of had their own lives that they like left the house and lived. Mm-hmm. So like I was like hardcore into music, hardcore into fashion. I want to be an actor. Like the whole nine, like I was that artistic kid and my brothers were not interested in that or in my interest. In yeah. It. Are they more like each other than you are like them? Or are they really? Everybody's all, indi- really very like, individual. Yeah, amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. What are, what are just give me not just like some snapshots of like, uh, like, well, like into I, a specific sport like my brother or? who's a year older than me, like he was very much like, I mean, we were both class clowns, but he was actually much funnier than me because everybody would always say to me. Um, so I guess we had that in common, but we didn't like share friends or any of that. Yeah. Um, and um, and he was more he had more of a social life. Like he knew everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and everybody liked him. And then my um, second oldest brother, he was like he was one of the like popular boys like good looking mm. all the girls liked him mm-hmm. he you know what i mean like he just it, he just had it easy in that mm-hmm. regard Every, all the guys wanted to be his friend all mm-hmm. the girls wanted to be his girlfriend he didn't give me any tips um and then my oldest brother was definitely like he was always like because he was so much older than me he was always out with his friends always had his own thing going on yeah you know so it was um it was much um it was like we met up at home, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, there's something about that that I think that's kind of a that's a cool kind of independent way to. I mean, it just sort of shook too, out that way. Yeah. To I mean, I complain about it now to them all the time. Like, where, where I was you? the youngest. Why didn't you guys give me girl tips? <laughs> at the very least, give me girl tips. Yeah. You know. Nothing. 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 What yeah. did you did? Was there a an experience attached to being the first black family in an all white neighborhood that was definitely, I mean, you don't know because you're going through it, but in hindsight, you look back. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely, you know, being able to look back and see like the total white flight was interesting. Mm -hmm. And, um, like I'll give you an example. I remember like a neighbor we had, they were like the last white family in the neighborhood. And when we first moved into the neighborhood, like it was this couple married couples, just clearly just starting out. Cause I watched them like have a kid or two and, Mm. I remember like the uh, the husband was so nice to me and my brothers and would always talk to us and, you know, whatever, just like really engaged. And then like cut to a few years and he just always had an attitude. 
And I remember my mother saying, well, they're mad because they haven't been able to sell their house. And like as a kid, I don't realize that that sign in front of their house is a for sale sign. So I was like, oh, and like they were like, they got out too late. It was too like everybody else was gone. So it was like, who's going to buy your house? It's an all black neighborhood now. So, you know, good luck. Were you excited when like, was that something that you like you said when you were a kid? Well, when you, yeah, Uh, when, when. Well, I tell you, like when the first black family moved into that neighborhood, me and my brothers was like. There's a black family down the street and we beeline for it. We beeline for that house and we played with those kids. The Hollises. Uh-huh. Those were the Hollises. Gotta love those Hollises. Yeah, gotta love the Hollises. And, yeah, uh, my neighborhood was like very mixed. It was uh-huh. not, I mean, my my like best buddy that I played with that uh-huh. lived two houses down was named Carlito. I mean, his mm-hmm. name was Carlos, but he was like yeah. younger than me. Yeah. Uh and, and and so I just ne- I I never had that like sort of and mm-hmm. then I went to the my parents who were both school teachers like sent me to public schools mm-hmm. where it was always forty nine fifty one percent diverse and yeah. then forty nine percent white and mm-hmm. it couldn't be right more mm-hmm. uh, and so but but my, I remember my like my dad would tell me stories and I've I've probably talked about this before because there are people from mm-hmm. that outskirts of Chicago but like but like my dad's family was like the only liberal family living in Evanston wow. and like the first black family moved mm-hmm. into that neighborhood and mm-hmm. they were that couple yeah where that was like oh so we're the only people on the street that yeah. are like fine with this and yeah. are like well we these people to our neighborhood like yep. and so they left they were yeah. like I don't want anything I don't want to know the white people yeah, who yeah, live here yeah my family family was like Mm-mm, we're right. leaving this yeah. is really weird um, and that was evanston you say oh you mm-hmm. say like wait like evanston or your, your parents it was my my dad grew up in evanston until oh high school, wow and then they okay moved to phoenix yeah illinois yeah. Is, oh, well this is what i always tell people and i hope too many people don't take offense but it really is true i tell people that the midwest is the south except for the city so like mm. if you have chicago chicago's much more liberal mm-hmm. If you have like Ohio, then Cleveland, you know what I mean? But once you get into the small towns, the culture, the food, everything is very Southern. Interesting. You know, yeah. so. Which, I mean, that's, that even exists to a certain degree. Like even being in some place like Portland where you're like. Yeah, oh, exactly. Like, oh, I get a kind of a really liberal sense from this. And mm-hmm. then you're like five minutes north <laughs> of Portland and it's just all white loggers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're exactly. all like black people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mexican exactly. people. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. about yeah. that. Yep, so, so also, I don't know what those accents are. Our voices are. I, mean, I think I just, feel like I'm you sure nailed the, <laughs> the racist outside Portland logger. I feel like you nailed it. I'm very proud. <laughs> if this right was an now. SNL audition, uh, very proud right now. Like, this is my outside Portland racist logger. Ugh, Ooh, black people, Mexicans. Ugh. And what was the what was the racial mix like in terms of social groups in your school? Because it was so. It was, was it kind of like everybody pretty, over here? Everybody, everybody over here? had to pick a side. It was like. Mm-hmm. Black people were together. Even you in theater? And I say that for obvious reasons. Well, in theater, it was... In my theater classes, I mean, there weren't a lot of white kids. I mean, there weren't a lot of black kids. But, you know, I I feel like there was always enough, you know, that it felt... I'm sure there were more white kids. But, like, when I think about it, like, my closest friends in theater were the other black kids that were in theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so... Yeah, it, it, I mean, socially, def- there wasn't like I don't. There was never any tension yeah. in my school. There was never any racial tension. Yeah, and I think part like of part of that went. is because it's a small town. Everybody grew up together. Yeah. So you're used to other races as kids, you know. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while there'd be you know somebody talking shit, you know about he said what about black people or you know what I mean or somebody right. somebody black would say something about white people a lot, you know. Right, right. But it was never like a thing where it's like oh they're at each other's throats. It just yeah, wasn't yeah. a thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just because. 
we were always together. It's not like you could escape like your and go to your part of the city. Right, right. It was still super small. You know, we all shopped at the same supermarkets, drove down the same street, ate at the same McDonald's. Like, yeah, because there was only one of everything. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so, and I think that was a good thing because no matter how, um, you know how like um like racist of a mindset you might have on black or white side. When you see people every day, they you realize, oh, they're just like me. Absolutely, that's it, that, Absolutely. and that's the difference. Is you like, gotta you you would have to hold on so yeah, tight you, to whatever right. stereotype, exactly. like whatever sort of like because there are you wash. You what you learn is that there are people who fit the stereotype, yeah. and then there are people who don't, and yeah. it's like, oh, people are just people. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's a good thing about my town. That is really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned they ruined fashion. I mean clothes like tell. like I love dressing up. Mm-hmm, <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I tell you this, I've told this story probably on some on a podcast before for for my hardcore fans who listen to everything <laughs> I do. Um, you will have heard this. Um, but um, I used to do this thing before I understood that I was just obsessed with fashion. Like in like between like fourth grade and sixth grade, I used to do a thing where like I was never an athlete or anything, but like my brothers played sports. I remember like. For example, like my brothers played Little League and they would have their Little League uniforms. And I would wear their Little League baseball uniform to school Mm -hmm. as an outfit. Great. Not like, oh, I'm going to be a baseball player today. No, it's just like, oh, I like these pants. I like it. They're so stylish. Uh And then let me wear the matching top, Uh you know. And uh, and the and the matching socks that came with it, yeah. And uh, not no cleats though. I wouldn't wear the cleats. And uh, and go to school just dressed like a baseball player for no reason. I always go like, what did people think? And I remember like dressing up like, oh, you know what? Oh, I'm gonna wear my mother's fringe vest and um wear my western shirt, cowboy hat. Oh, I'm dressed like a cowboy today. This uh, this all goes together. Okay. I love it. And I don't remember. And no one ever said. said No one ever said like, why would you come to school dressed as a cowboy? Yeah. Well, do you think that speaks speaks to kind of like you had established yourself as like this is who I am and people? Well, I was definitely going to question. I didn't want today. I didn't want to dress like everybody else. Like I, all the way through high school, I never wore blue jeans because everybody wore blue jeans. Like I didn't wear blue jeans. Literally, I didn't start wearing blue jeans until I was in my thirties and I met my wife and she was just like, I want you to wear some jeans. I like you in jeans. (laughs) So now I wear blue jeans. And that was at like, I met her when I was like 32. So, so until then, all the way through that, I never wore blue jeans because like everybody has on jeans. I want to be noticed. Okay. All right. (laughs) What, what replaces jeans? Like a, like a slack, slacks, like like just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of that. Yeah. Anything but base, but uh, Uh, baseball pants, uh, (laughs) whatever they're called. When you said that the only, I realized number one, I have minimal experience with Little League, mm-hmm. little to none, yeah. except for what I've seen in movies. Right. Because I, that's just not something I was around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently my take on that could only be that you were wearing like, like they were white yeah. with like stripes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Am I, right so I don't think they had stripes the that ones they were, I wore, like, but they're all white. And then cropped. they were a little white. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're okay. like capri pants, oh, like so capris. I'm really yeah. right mm-hmm. about this. This yeah. is exciting. <laughs> Okay, good. Yeah, so that I would always, and then once I, you know, once I got to like junior high and I had a better sense of fashion, yeah. Then I started like, you know, I would spend every any money I made went straight to, um, like the uh, local department store to mm-hmm. buy something original that mm-hmm. I didn't see anybody else wearing. Mm-hmm. And then that continued through high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the way through high school. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, were you? Did you know you were interested in theater even like at a very yeah. so pretty? Yeah, pretty I wanted young? to act since I was. 
like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were the st- what were the parts like? Like what what happened in high school in terms of like what you got to do and what plays you guys would do? Well, um, <clears throat> uh, I took drama class as an elective, <clears throat> and um, and I started and that was in like fourth grade on mm-hmm. fourth grade through tenth grade. I always took drama, and so we would always do like we did a lot of random stuff. I, we never did like theater, like you know, like your average i never did like your average like oh we did pirates of penzance i didn't do any of that like our school would have do plays and musicals and outside of the drama department you could audition for it but i would never audition because my my fear was this that i knew i wanted to be a professional actor and i said if i audition for some rinky dink local high school play and i don't get it what will that do to my confidence oh yeah so i said i'm not gonna audition uh, I'd rather audition it's for so, something that matters. It's so fascinating yeah, how yeah. we reason yeah. with ourselves and yeah. like why we make the decisions yeah. we make. I, I totally yeah. get that. Because I was like, if I go to Hollywood and audition for, you know, some, you know, sitcom and don't get it. Well, of course I didn't get it. It's a, a zillion talented people audition yeah. for it. But if I can't beat out these Kankakee <laughs> actors who don't even care about acting, I must be terrible. Oh and I just God. didn't want to put that in I my head. I really get that. So I, I did really do, do, we did stuff like in drama class and we do like, you know, one nighters and stuff where our parents could come and see us do scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do like, we didn't do a lot of like, like a two hour play plays. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We did a handful, but not yeah. a ton. So. I, well, I'm realizing that, we did, uh, when, when people talk about, like, they talk affectionately about, like, first of all, high school musicals, we did mm-hmm. not have. We did not mm-hmm. have, like, you the, just didn't like do a them. high school musical. No. Mm-hmm. There, we had a little theater. It was called the Little Theater. There was no, I mean, there was a big auditorium, but that's, like, where the choir mm-hmm. or, like, the dance performances were. Mm-hmm. We never, theater mm-hmm. never took place in, like, the big auditorium. Oh, it wow. It was always just the Little Theater. Yeah. And I don't. Like the the only sort of name play <laughs> uh, I can right. remember doing was Under Milkwood by Dylan Thomas. Oh wow, which that's I, a reach. I insisted on because I was obsessed with Dylan Thomas. <laughs> right, okay. and it was my senior year, and I was right. like, I feel very strongly uh, that we should do this state because it's only because it's a staged reading. Uh-huh. So you, and and so looking back, I'm I think I, what I've started to put together is like. I think we just were a poop, like we had no money, like right. we're a poor school yeah. because it never occurs to you when you're younger, like, oh, you have to pay royalties or there's yeah. a certain permission that you have to yeah. get or whatever. So no wonder we were right. only yeah. doing stuff. No one that I've talked to has ever, ever heard, heard of yeah. before or since. <laughs> it's all like yeah. rando, just mm-hmm. stuff that people are like, I don't believe that's a well, thing. Well, when I was in the sixth grade, I remember my drama teacher would, she'd write these little plays for us and they would always be based on like some fairy tale. So we did a version of Cinderella, right. you know, and she'd write like these um, like little rhyming things where it's like, I remember like they were basically like, I would say today we'd call it a little rap, uh-huh. but not like rap like you uh-huh. think of. And I, was, and I, cause I can still sort of hear the rhythm of it in my head. Yeah. And, and you'd, um, and it was just interesting to me that like, here's your teacher and she's deciding, you know, I'm going to write something yeah. for these kids to do. That's taking a lot yeah. of artistic yeah. lessons. I wonder if she, like she really felt like she was like flexing. The I, that's what I wanted like, to. Or she was just like, I'm just going to have fun with these I'm kids. Or she was just like, yeah, I'm a writer and I'm going to, ha- I want to see my piece yeah. up on its feet. With some of the best working actors I know. Yeah. These young people, <laughs> yeah. these teenagers. Yep. Ugh. And were there other subjects in school that you were uh, drawn to that you liked? The only or- subject I was really good in was English, which makes sense because mm-hmm. I, I liked reading and theater was a lot of reading. And yeah. So, um, but 
I didn't really. I mean, here's the problem for me is once I knew I wanted to act, once I decided in the ninth grade that I wasn't going to college, all interest in school went away. Sure. So all at that point, it was about just graduating high school by putting in the minimum effort. Uh So that's what I did. Uh I put uh in the minimum effort, just passed. I knew what classes I had to pass. Yeah. And I made sure that I took care of all of that. And then I, cause basically I never did homework mm-hmm, ever. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's why to this day, when a kid tells, when I ask a kid like, what are your grades? Like, uh, you have a D and I say, oh, you don't do homework. I know immediately. Yeah. Cause one thing I learned is if you do homework, they'll give you a B minus. Right. Just like, I don't care how dumb you right, are. In that right, right. If you just turn in your homework consistently yes, every day, yes, you're yes. going to get a B minus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause that's half, that's half your grade anyway. Yeah. And I would just be like, oh, algebra, which I was terrible at math. Oh, I just need to figure out a way to get a D minus in this. Wow. So I pass it. Yeah, it can yeah, move yeah. On. yeah. So. And did you, what, when, what was the plan in, in lieu of college? Where did oh, you know you I, wanted what to I head? did, which is I came straight to LA. You did, yeah. School. So it wasn't even like, I'm going to go to Chicago. I didn't know anything. I didn't know, let me tell you, my town, it, there was, like I said, there was no correlation between Kankakee and Chicago. So I didn't know Chicago was a theater town. Yeah. I, so I, to me, Chicago was just a town where people went to work every day, yeah, a city, yeah. you know, and they had a nice downtown area where you could go and window shop. Uh-huh. But other than that, I didn't know it had any um, connection to any sort of show business. Yeah, isn't you know, funny? I mean, I remember like our, my drama class going to see Cats in Chicago, you know, but that was like, you know, it was like the Broadway, you know, they take it to Chicago. So I didn't know that they did shows in Chicago right. and did plays. So I just only thing I knew was New York and L.A. Yeah. And I chose L.A. because it doesn't snow. Yeah, good. You know, that Listen, was fair. It. Yeah. Did you, uh, was that also because you envisioned more of like a TV movie? Yeah, totally thing TV movie. Yeah, because like being a person who sees yourself going that direction mm-hmm. and then seeing a production of Cats. Oh my God, I fell asleep. It's so. mu- yeah, it's not like that might not be the <laughs> yeah. thing that calls to you where you're like, you know, that's right, I'm an actor, therefore I, right. I associate I gotta myself have to with go this. do this. Yeah. No, it's funny because when I saw Cats and I fell asleep, I could not stay awake and I fell asleep. For years, I felt guilty about. It. I was like, "You're trying to be a serious I actor, my kind. Uh, yeah, and you're trying to say, and you're not even remotely can't stay awake for what real acting is." And then years later, I found out that everybody hated Cats, and I was like, "Oh, okay, all right." It was it was no Hamilton. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah. What about dating? Oh yeah, I always had girlfriends and stuff uh, growing up, and um, I mean, what do you want to know? Just I didn't like, have like, yeah, any serious your... girlfriend. Yeah. There was no serious like one girlfriend. Um, I was definitely girl obsessed my whole life. I mean, I can remember every girlfriend I had from nursery school on. Yeah. Like cause I, had, I had to have a girlfriend. Like if I went any class, like, you know, new class that I started, I'd look around at the girls and try to figure out, okay, who am I going to like? Because uh-huh. that will give me a reason to be excited to come to school each day. Boy, I hear that. Yeah. That's what, but that, when I talk to people uh, who went to private school or yeah. just a, mm-hmm. a school where it is, was all, only all boys or all, all girls, I... I was I can't like, even imagine. I do, you know, and they, and they, and most of the time they had really great experiences mm-hmm. and they did say like, oh, I don't know. I was just like, I was able to really focus on mm-hmm. my, yeah. my school. I've always heard that you focus on your but schoolwork. I do. I mean, and I, and I totally respect that and mm-hmm. I get that, but I, it was such a, that like mm-hmm. that feeling mm-hmm. of having a crush on yep. someone, like getting it, you up in the yeah, morning. It gets you, it gets you dressed like real hard. Oh, so hard. And then a, a reason to like, I want to look cute today yeah. because I want someone so to notice yeah. me. Yeah, I I think I think I completely relate to that. I think and it's I was a like huge that part of like staying awake and alert and being and caring. And I was like that even into adulthood. Like even it, when I was single, it was always like 
who am I going to like here? Yeah. So that I have, even if it's like never in a million years are we going to date, they're yeah. not interested in me or, you know, whatever. I would still be like, but I still want to look cute for this person. You know what? I, still, I, I totally yeah. get that. <laughs> I have to say, I totally get mm-hmm. that. Were you boy crazy? I Because I was girl crazy. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I feel like I was... Uh, there are certain As kids, mu- yeah. There are certain kids, boys and girls, who are crazy about the opposite, and the other ones who don't even notice them. Yeah, like, I fall, not even I'm, through high school. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. No, I'm yeah. way more yeah. on the side. Yeah, it's like, all I cared about. Wanting to feel that flutter, yeah. mm-hmm. wanting to feel like yeah. not know, like enjoying. For me, like there were, I, I, I definitely had, you know, people that I would go with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope no girls I dated. And I said, nothing serious or offended. I don't think any of them think it was serious. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm pretty sure not I'm one sure of them no thinks. Like, he didn't think. I thought we were going to get married. All that kissing I, I did we with him. Because I graduated high school a virgin. So I feel like I can say it wasn't serious. Since you ain't give me you none, it wasn't serious. Absolutely say <laughs> it wasn't serious. It wasn't serious. Yeah. If for many other reasons. If you had gave me some, serious. I might give you a shout out. But. <laughs> That's the message they need to take away. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I really understand that. I think that when you, if you have that thing in you, and, and it and it doesn't even necessarily need to be that it's requited. You can be boy or girl crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was totally, you know, it didn't have to be requited. Whether or not, you know, yeah. I was just excited to see somewhere. them. Exactly. And yeah. so you could be somebody who never dated, who always had crushes, yeah. but those crushes yeah. like they, pulled you forward in mm-hmm. some way or, yeah. but, or to be someone, yeah, who kind yeah. of was like, yeah, I just wasn't mm. like, I didn't get it. Or, yeah. you know, yeah, there, every once in a while there'll be yeah. somebody that I kind of like and maybe we'd go out. Yeah. Or there are people who are like, yeah, I had the same, like I had a three-year relationship in, in right. high school. Right, which those, those are people like, I don't understand them at all. Mind. I had a couple friends like that yeah. where I was like, I can't believe you. And to me, they yeah. were married. I mean, that's yeah. marriage. Yeah, You're it like, is. You guys are mar- You're yeah. married. People who, anybody who's like, anytime I hear about anybody who was able to stay in a relationship in high school, when you're the most immature, like my thinking, and I kid you, I kid you not, Janet, my thinking was any girl I dated at three months, what are we doing? Like, (laughs) we have to break up. We're not, we're not getting married. So bye. Like that was totally my attitude that three months, like we have, we've run the gamut here. It never even crossed my mind, like, because I was always like, "Well, we're we're I'm moving to Hollywood, right? So, and I don't think you're coming with me. Right. So, I'm gonna, you know, see who, what else is out there. Well, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So stupid. No, it is. It, it there really is. Like, I mean, looking back, like somebody always lost interest first, like mm-hmm. whether it was me or the other person. But the, and then there was like the heart the heartache yeah, of like yeah. freak it was not yeah. like an, oh i had my heart it was never like we amicably broke right. up like you know what we just realized yeah, never. we were better as i never friends. had that either it was always like why isn't he talking to me yep. anymore <laughs> like why is she wait why is she, wait should she did she say something to you right like there's yeah. just all like the drama so much of that oh i remember all the drama oh of, my god um she didn't call me last night yeah i guess we're broken up yeah like you know like all know the drama of not knowing on. what's she, happening she said she wrote me a note and yeah. i didn't get it mm-hmm. but like the way she's been yeah. or I the mean, cold shoulder you get suddenly you get and it's always because they like somebody else yeah <laughs> that's all yeah it's, <laughs> it's always they like somebody else it's like oh whatever oh yeah i went to the the my main one that still comes up for me sometimes because it was such like a huge cliche Mm -hmm. was the guy that i actually did lose my virginity to Mm -hmm. who i still know in Mm -hmm. fact who sent me a text just the like Mm -hmm. i think yesterday because Mm -hmm. he lives here now oh wow very close by oh wow weirdly Mm -hmm. and is very happily married with some real cute kids (laughs) uh but he was going away to this like leadership camp Mm -hmm. This was when you were in high school? Yeah. Okay. And it was I guess it was between junior and senior mm-hmm. year maybe. So he was that going away right. for the summer. He was go- not even 
the summer, mm. one week. Uh-huh. It was a one week oh, camp yeah, yeah, that yeah. was like a leadership camp. Yeah. And I remember us laughing. We had probably been dating maybe a month to two months yeah. at the most. Yeah. It felt like we've been like dating a long time. Of course. And he was like, he was like, I'm gonna go to this camp. And I remember us like joking because there was like the reputation of this camp was mm. that you come back. And you would have you break up with the person that you've been with, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's because like a lot of hanky panky goes on yeah. at the camp. Probably, of course, you know what I mean. But we were like, oh, that's so funny that this thing does that. And my God, on the fucking dot, yeah. like, the second he got back, he was like, we need to talk. <laughs> I found out that I'm a leader, and I yeah. and you are not. So yeah, therefore. I mean, he really it was like he had been in a cult. He was like, yeah. listen, I mean, you go there. I, it's hard to explain. You wouldn't understand because you weren't a part of this magic. But like, it's just it opened my mind. It's oh like God. we got it. You know, we shouldn't be together. Like you got listen. This it. is but it's not it's not you. It's me. Oh my God. I just gotta I gotta figure myself out. There's stuff. nothing that I find more hilarious and more annoying than the pretentious teenager. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know what? It's just that like, and you you know some day you'll get this you know you're not there yet and you just want to go oh my god you little puppy you're gonna get drowned so easily very much so very much so did you ever go to anything like that like some people really not, did the mm-mm. whole like then i went to this camp for no i mean we didn't have any money a yeah I mean, so i, I never went, went away to anything i think i did that twice only thing i ever did was i spent all my summers from uh, age of nine till I graduated. I spent all my summers in Chicago. Oh, okay. Because I had family there, and okay. I was it was my way. I wanted to get out of Kankakee yeah. and go somewhere where I could see people who I hadn't known my whole life. And yet, and you meet did new still people. walk away from Chicago thinking that it was a place that was like tall buildings where people just went. Oh yeah, I mean, I was you know yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. I was on the south side. I was on yeah. the block. You know yeah. what I mean? Where yeah. my aunt lived. So the, it's it's like, you know, nobody there was in show business right. or anything. So right. they didn't know that there was show business in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I would do that all summer because it was like fun because uh, every summer because it's always fun to be new. Yep. Because all the girls like you when you're yeah, new, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. always Mystery, nice. Yeah. Oh, you come town. They'd be like, oh, your cousin's coming to town. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like your cousin. Like, <laughs> now I go, I go to Kankakee and I, I get none of that attention, you know? So you're cool. Yep. And, um, and so it was always fun. And then you just get to meet new people, which is always fun. And then I'd pick a girl I was in love with for the summer. Sure. And that would be my summer and it would be great. And then you go back to school and would And you- it was fun to go back home because, you know, mm-hmm. then it's like, I kind of missed everybody and I'm seeing all my friends who I haven't seen all summer yeah. and that would last about a week and then i'd be ready to get out of there again. well sure yeah. but yeah because that is the kind of only thing that you have coming back is that like you just didn't mm-hmm. you were somewhere else yeah. which is exotic mm-hmm. in the sense that you start school and it's like yeah. mm-hmm. you could be that pretentious teenager it's like uh, was that listen pre- if you, you were in chicago all summer like me you I understand was that but teenager. you just don't get oh, it oh god it, i was the worst <laughs> i tell people this and like this is not something i'm even proud of but like when i was in drama because I was the only person who, t- ever, in drama, all the years I took it, I was the only person who ever wanted to be a professional actor. Mm. So whenever we would do like a play or something, I'd always insist on the lead role. I'd insist on it. Because so it wasn't like was, you tried out, you did not try out for it. Uh, so you didn't No, because to. our class didn't really work that way. Just yeah. like, who wants to do this, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, if no one else is that committed to it, then it makes it easier not to have to. But what I would do is like, somebody else might want the lead, but what I would always say, now this is what makes me a horrible person. Oh God, it was the worst, especially like junior high and high school. I would say, okay, I want the lead. And if somebody else wants it, you're more than welcome to audition against me for it. And then I'll still get it. So (laughs) I was talking to a good game. I was so obnoxious. Yeah. But the sad thing is I meant it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I wasn't even trying to be funny or get a laugh. I, I was just like, try me if you want to, but yeah. I'm the best actor in this class. Yeah. Just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And, I, and my but... teacher, my teacher in junior high and high school hated my guts. Oh, no. He hated me. I'm sure because I was so yeah. obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> he hated me, which is why I finally dropped in the 10th grade because we would like get into this full on argument. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. About like how the show. I couldn't should... tell you what we argued about, but he was he was a jerk, too. But and I was a kid. So, uh, I mean, there was a lot of like, you know. I think there was a racial element to it. Yeah. But at the same time, I was obnoxious. Right. So right, I, right, right. I didn't make it easy on myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, we would just get, I don't know, like, I just, because I felt like I could see through him, you know, there's nothing worse. Like, when you're an yeah. adult and a kid doesn't show you that I respect. Know. I had the same experience with a drama teacher that I was just like, no yeah. one, we all mm-hmm. sort of rolled our eyes. Yeah. And so, and because he didn't, he wasn't nice to me. Then I didn't feel like I had to hide my feelings about how yeah. you don't know anything. Yeah, I totally <laughs> you know? get it. But he introduced me to improv, which changed my life. So, haha, jokes on him. Yeah, jokes on him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get him in here, shall we? Mm-hmm. Could you come oh, in no. here, please? Lot of awkward. surprises in store. This is gonna be very awkward, Jordan, because we brought a lot of surprises. But don't worry, because we don't have that much time left. So I bring in the awkward guest yes. right at the end right. for like That's five smart. minutes of awkwardness, That's smart. and then we move on. Uh, no, let's get into this mash game instead. Yes. Um, okay. So first, uh, first category I'm gonna do for mm-hmm. you, and I don't even remember how this game is played. I just remember it. Yeah. No. This will. This will. Th- I'm not worried about you, especially because you have an improv brain, so mm-hmm. you can just like put out things and let them go and not worry that. Well. We all still worry that we should have said something different, but <laughs> you'll be able to do it more spontaneously. Maybe. Although I say that, and then whenever someone turns this on me, I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm like, call, can you call me in 10 minutes and I'll have my first three, just my first three <laughs> answers? I give a lot of thought. Uh, let's do three. Um, let, let's, let's, do, let's do three. I'm going to the Columbia House Road. So give me three tapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll end up with one of them, mm-hmm. but three tapes uh, from that era mm-hmm. that you, you know, if you, if you, if it, your listening ability mm-hmm. was very limited, this will be one that you'd have to play over and over oh, again. Okay, I got to remember them. I know. So three that I like, you mean? Yeah. Okay. So I would like it was the ones I remember. So um, let me think that I like because there weren't a lot they sent you that you actually liked, uh-huh. but the ones that grew on me after I got them. Eurythmics. Yep. Lisa, Lisa, and Cult Jam. Think, oh God, can I remember another one that we I got from that era? I'm trying to picture my cassette tape mm-hmm, box that I still mm-hmm. have, but I haven't looked at in years. What's in there that was from that Listen, era? Listen, if you want to throw a Bruce Springsteen in there. Well, I will throw in something you from that era that I know yeah, I had, which was um, Terrence Trent Darby's first Oh, album. sure. So, But I didn't get that from Columbia House. I stole that from a store. <laughs> oh yeah yeah i definitely i, listen, I, I, I shoplifted that and i sh- and then later i shoplifted faith by george michael because i had no money and i had to have those albums i was a i, t- I was a real shoplifter. Yeah, me too i was i had, I had to fingers. make myself stop yeah oh it was bad kids do? don't shoplift it's i know don't it. shoplift because you'll go to jail it's definitely not <laughs> worth it everyone prosecutes and uh <laughs> yeah it took me i mean i just didn't 
whatever. I, <laughs> I, I, I had enough of that, like the world owes me bullshit. Yeah, I don't me know too. What yeah. was going on yeah. there, but it definitely was. Uh, okay. Uh, next category is uh, this I do in, in each of my episodes because uh, mm-hmm. I love to think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, three foods mm-hmm. that in this uh, realm are, you know, either they're really bad for you mm-hmm. or you're allergic to them mm-hmm. or it's something that you just can't get easily because okay. it's far away. Uh, in this, in, in, in our MASH reality, mm-hmm. uh, you can have it the snap of your finger in mm-hmm. perpetuity with mm-hmm. no ramifications. Things I wish I could get easily. Mm-hmm. Or, mm. yeah, or something that you're like, okay. well, listen, I could eat pumpkin pie all day, but it right. would make me sick. Not, oh, okay. Some, not okay. here. Right. Not oh, okay. here, it won't. Okay. Not gonna, oh, well, then. cream donuts, not going to make you oh, fat. Okay, I got you. I got you. Not not, now you. I'm ready. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Jell-O box cheesecake <laughs> is my favorite food that exists in the world. <laughs> I only allow myself to make it twice a year. Amazing. Um, Because otherwise, I'll eat it. I'll make one every week and just yep. eat it. Oh, yep. my God. I wish I could eat that every day. Um, Pizza. Um, I really have to pace myself with pizza mm, and not and just not ever eat it. So that when I do eat it, it's like, oh, I'm, this is a treat. Yes. Um. Oh God. And then at Rouse, they have a coconut cake that they make in their bakery oh. that they sell. Like you just walk in, you can buy by the slice yes. or the half yes. or the whole cake. Yes. I bought all three different yes. versions of that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the Rouse coconut cake, I wish I could eat that every single oh. day. Well, this is very well done. <laughs> well played, my friend. Very well played. Uh, okay, this is also uh, something that comes natural to the MASH game. Mm-hmm. Uh, three ladies mm-hmm. that uh, either could be characters from movies, mm-hmm. uh, from books, whatever. Mm-hmm. could be a cartoon. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And they can be from any age, mm-hmm. any era, mm-hmm. dead or alive. Mm-hmm. But three that you have your uh, romance with oh, in this alternate my, like, universe. Oh, my God. My uh, my like fantasy mm-hmm. babes that's right well top of the list is janet jackson great that's easy oh lisa bonet god lisa bonet oh yeah. my god i love lisa bonet so much yeah. okay and then i don't want to miss anybody so let me uh think this is my last one <laughs> uh, something about yeah. lisa bonet is so otherworldly that it's almost mm-hmm. like she's the bjork of let like i have seen both of these women in person yeah and the camera doesn't remotely do them oh justice. They're both, yeah. they have, it's like, you feel like you're looking at an angel. Yes, yes, yes. And you're just like, oh, oh my, my God. God. It's worse. It's like, I'm in love with you on TV. And yeah. then I see you and it's like, now I'm just sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad that I can never, I'm sad that this level of love exists and I'll uh, never have it. I hear you. Um, and then let me see, because I have so many crushes. <laughs> but, um, oh God, let me think. Who's my third? Uh, um think of somebody who's from more recent that I'm in love with that I'm really in love with. Oh, easy. Okay. Um, what's her name? Um, the actress, uh, 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 Dwayne, what Dwayne Wayne? No, wait, what's his Listen, name? Listen, uh, Gabrielle. I also Ga- watch Gabrielle, a different world. So don't worry. Uh, Union. Gabrielle, Gabrielle Union? Union. Yeah. Oh God. She's I'm so lovely. in love with her. She is beautiful. I have not seen her in person. Mm, yeah. So I'm Gabrielle sure she Union. wouldn't disappoint. Uh, no, I'm I sure she would it. also make you sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm, very sad. Uh, <laughs> Okay, three. Let's do three uh, places in the world, uh, mm. whether you've been there or not, that mm. you would like to have a vacation home. Oh God. Okay. Um, I just feel like you know I don't know where it is in Italy that George Clooney has his villa, but oh, sure. there. Yeah. Yep. 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 There, wherever I'll George just have Clooney you take over the yeah. Clooney villa. <laughs> I want George Clooney's villa because I know it has to be yeah. the greatest place on he earth. He set it up for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, where else that I love? Um, oh, there's this uh, place, Mackinac Island, mm-hmm. in the middle of Lake Michigan. Yeah. Uh, I've been there once, and that's my favorite place I've ever visited. Oh, right on! And I've been all over the world, and yeah. I can't recommend it highly enough. And, okay, um, great, Mackinac Island. Got and it. then, you know, not to be just so just, you know, what everybody says, but Paris. Great, I love Paris. Great. 
I would say Paris if I had gets to pick, said if far I, less than you would expect. Hawaii gets okay. said as much as you would expect. See, Hawaii's not Paris my, gets said less I'm not than tropical. You yeah, I'm not I either. am cities. I'm a city boy. Yeah. You know, we like visit the busy. tropics. I want to I want to see restaurants. I want restaurants. Mm-hmm. I want museums. I yeah. want shows. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, I feel you. So culture. I absolutely. Yeah. Feel, yeah. No, Paris would definitely be on yeah. my list uh, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, okay. Next category is three uh, movies mm-hmm. that you can jump into. You're not oh. reliving the plot. You're not yeah. a character in them, but you're just in that world. Yeah. Okay. That The world of mm-hmm. that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. That I just, I'm a movie nut. So it's, it's almost... I mean, the movie, my favorite movies, I probably don't want to be in that world because they're all like the mafia movies like <laughs> Godfather and Goodfellas. I don't. Right. I, those are not worlds I want. You don't want to get shot up to pieces. Oh, I tell you, Inception. Great. I love that movie and I would love to be in that world. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big Leo fan. So anywhere he's hanging out. Yeah. Um, let me think another like, oh, The Matrix. Great. Great. Love The Matrix. I would love to be in that world and be yep. able to kick ass yep. inside my computer brain. Mm-hmm. Um. Let me think. Um, what else? Those two have a really good like. What is because they're dreamy. Thing? They're dreamy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and mm-hmm. you can mess and it's with got reality. You can, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about yep, them. Yep, you can yep. manipulate reality and yep. do whatever you want. I know. Now I'm like, what is another movie that's like yeah. that? Where you can just that like, gives you that. Because I've watched feeling. both of those movies eighteen zillion times. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, oh, well, no. I was gonna say one of my favorite movies is Terms of Endearment, but it's so <laughs> sad. I don't want to be in that world. <laughs> Um, uh, let me see. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of like, cause I love Barbara Streisand. So I was like, but I was like, no, Star is Born is also sad. Cause Chris Christopherson dies at the end. Yeah. Um, that's my favorite Barbara Streisand movie. What about um, that? What, which one is the one? I get and the Robert Redford one super sad. Yeah, super sad. Too. What's yeah. is Funny Girl? Doesn't Funny Girl's great, stay but upbeat? it doesn't feel like a world. Out, it's not upbeat cause yeah. she and oh. Nikki Onstein don't end up together Jesus. in the end. A lot of barb, a lot of bummers, Barb. I could say Yentl, which she doesn't get the guy in the the (laughs) Yentl either, though. Mandy Patinkin rides off with um, Uh, Amy. um, What about the mirror? I skipped that one. I mean, I saw it, but no, I won't. I won't. I won't be in that movie. Okay, let me see. Let me. Let me get to it. Let me see. Um, It's another movie that I love. The world of. Um. Um. Uh, let me think. Now let me think of something I've seen. All the movies I've seen recently are sad. Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. I'll say this one because I can think of it, and it is a great movie. Is um, Black Panther? Oh yeah. You know, like because that's it's Africa, and we're kicking ass. You know, you know, when I the show that I'm on in Atlanta, there are a couple of locations mm-hmm. that. Oh, did you do Atlanta? Uh, oh, 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 oh no, in Atlanta! Should, oh my God! Please, oh, okay. I wish I were in Atlanta. That's a great world. Uh, it's hard to imagine what character I would play <laughs> that wouldn't just be a complete asshole. But, um, but there, but there was we shot this one place where, and a lot, of, and some a lot of our crew worked on Black, mm-hmm. Black Panther, and so there was that moment where like somebody was like oh yeah we're gonna be shooting that's actually where like the whole like so much of like the field like the yeah, battle scenes were yeah. shot and i was like don't tell me that i don't want to hear that yeah. like i didn't want it to be a real <laughs> you want to keep it real yeah, yeah i did not want it to be yeah. like don't, a sweaty yeah. field yeah. in yeah. don't Atlanta. pull back the curtain i don't want to see oh yeah, yeah. and you want to believe that they people. shot it in wakanda yeah our, exactly yeah. <laughs> i was like no 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 it's wakanda's real wakanda's real yeah yeah, and the and our wardrobe person was on it too, and she was like, "Oh, those poor people," because like I had to put these like you know that one tribe that has like all the like the mm. animal furs and stuff mm. like oh, they were so hot. hot. I was like, "No, no, no, no it's not Don't true. It's not true." Uh, great it's not choice. a movie. It's great a documentary. Great choice. <laughs> I'm a child. Uh, okay, 
Next category is uh, let's do three skills mm-hmm. uh, that you wake up with tomorrow. We've got uh, one, but three that you would like to wake up with tomorrow mm-hmm. that you have downloaded as yeah. in the Matrix. Uh, okay. Uh, the ability to sing. Great. Um, ability to really shred on the guitar. Great. I'm just going to put shred. Uh, and the ability to dance like Michael Jackson. So these are all music things. Cause I, I have no musical ability. Yeah. And music just is my life. Yeah. And I just have no... So it's just like... If I could do any of those things, I probably wouldn't be an actor or a writer or anything. Well, I did just, you try? Did you ever try yeah, to play uh, an all instrument? Of the, yeah, all, everything on that list I tried. Oh. I know I can't do them. <laughs> I've tried dancing, terrible. I've tried guitar. Yeah. I didn't stick with it. So yeah, yeah. And then and singing, I you know, I, no one wants to pay to hear me sing. Well, like in my mind, my dream person that I wish I could wake up and be is Lenny Kravitz. Or yeah. Or um, Mick Jagger. Okay, this is good because I'm going to just make that the next category. Okay. This is like you can trade places yeah. with someone. Yeah. I just spit so much, but I think my mm-hmm. computer shielded no, you, you. Yeah, you didn't get uh, me. Okay, good. Mick Jagger. Yeah, Lenny Kravitz. And Lenny you want, Kravitz. And then you want the last one? Yep. I mean, I won't, don't write this down because it's between Michael and Prince. Mm-hmm. Like, Michael is my heart. Like, that's, but Prince was just something. Mm-hmm. Like, cause, you know, Again, from another planet. From another like, planet. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say Prince. Yeah. I'd say Prince because I think he had a bit of a, happier life i was gonna say it's probably a little less controversial yeah Uh, (laughs) okay and then final category uh let's do um jordan black what do i want to (laughs) do maybe well i got i got excited when you were talking about how like you like dressing different and stuff Mm. so let's do uh kind of in the same world but Mm. like uh like a style that Mm. you can wear it doesn't Mm. matter if it's too hot out doesn't matter if it was from the 1920s doesn't matter Mm. if it's a baseball uniform uh that you would love to rock and just have everyone be Mm. like oh that's pretty sweet well i would say like sting from like the 80s 90s he used to wear these um suits these i want was it Isaac Mizrahi who did all this? It was somebody who did all his clothes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was just like, I was like, if I ever have money, that's what I want to look like. Oh, yeah. Those clothes. Um, when he was by himself or when he was still in the police? No, by himself. So this God, was like I'm, sink. Uh, yeah, I was, was so solo. into him. I'm trying and to I think of like say what was, he would be it wearing. It must have been like late 80s, mm-hmm, early 90s. Mm-hmm. And I want to say it was Isaac Mizrahi. Maybe who was. Making, was. Who was making all his clothes at yeah. that time. And so I loved his Isaac, let's just say Isaac Mizrahi. Okay, look, it had to be Isaac Mizrahi because I can't, that's the only reason I know yeah, that name because well, exactly. I can't think Why of another person of who yeah. I was into that wore his clothes. So. Okay, great. Isaac and Sting, got it. Isaac, Isaac Sting clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely Prince's clothes because mm-hmm. there was a time in my life I, that I also said like when I get money, I'm going to get whoever makes Prince's clothes. I would never do that now because yeah. you realize if you're not Prince, Pirate you can't, you and, can't uh, dress yeah, like that. Yeah. No one wants to see uh-huh. that. I'm just a, and I'm, I'm just a Ralph's in my, in my lace and my... <laughs> ass out jeans that's right um and then uh i'm trying to think because actually my fashion there's no one thing that i like i like so many different looks Mm -hmm, i'm trying to mm -hmm. think of another good yeah like man look that i love that i that men that's a men's style Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because like i love tuxes you know and like i love the old school tuxes like back in the 60s mm-hmm. like the rat pack mm-hmm. like yeah so rat, yeah, pack, let's do rat pack rat pack that's great yeah i love that look for sure okay. like i always say if i ever like am on the award circuit that's that would be my look the oh rat yeah pack yeah like yeah. the skinny tie yeah. And the, yeah yeah that's a sharp look uh okay so this is just the part where i do do like a yeah. quick little squiggle mm-hmm. that then i use to count to be like one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so just uh within the next couple of seconds mm-hmm. tell me when to stop stop uh, I'm going to pause this. Okay. Do some 
I cannot math. even call it math. We can't even call it math. It's not some guessing. Math. Yeah, and then I'm gonna come back with your 100% guaranteed. Oh, okay. Mash future. Great. And it doesn't. It, it, this listen. This worked out great for everybody. <laughs> okay. So first, I want to. This is actually great because I'm going to cover the three categories that sort mm. of overlap, right? Because we had like the kind of the style, mm. and then we had the um, the 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 capability, the abilities mm-hmm. to sing, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So what I feel like is you got the best cross section okay. of all of them because okay. you got Sting's Isaac Mizrahi suits. Mm-hmm. But you get to trade places with Prince Great. whenever you want. Because Prince is going to look good in that. Right. Yeah. So by the way, Prince can all can already sing yeah. and shred on guitar. Right. <laughs> but he can't quite dance like Michael Jackson. Right. But you also Now he can. That. Oh. Snap. So that to me is like, yeah. what's the best three combo yeah. of those three mm-hmm. categories? Nailed it. You got it. Nice. Uh, I want you to know that you can relax mm-hmm. in your mansion, which of course is a mansion. Nice. Because you got the Clooney Villa. Ooh, lovely. Ready to go. Nice. So you can kick back uh, <laughs> there. Uh, listen, you got your choice of music, including your own, mm. obviously. You're making all this amazing music. But uh, I don't know. I think you might have been actually a little bit influenced by Terrence Trent Darby because that makes sense. I know that you listened to that yeah. tape mm-hmm. a lot. I'll probably say Terrence was influenced by Prince more, but yeah. I definitely. would agree, yeah. <laughs> I would agree that that <laughs> might be totally backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, listen, nothing is what it seems in this match That's world. Right. So everything can kind of, yep. time is sort of mm-hmm. different. Everything works differently. It's Not great. unlike uh, your ability to go into Inception nice. whenever you want mm-hmm. uh, and have crazy adventures in there. <laughs> uh, you also uh, can eat unlimited pizza. Nice. Nothing bad's going to come That's with so that. Good. That's so good. Endless supply. <laughs> uh, and you're sharing all of this with the very marvelous... Person with whom I share a first name, Ms. Mm-hmm. Janet Jackson. Nice, I won. You really got it. Yeah, jackpot. Uh, so that, my friend, is your mash future. Nice. And uh, because that went so well and you got such a brilliant future, mm-hmm. there's only one thing I can do, which is ruin it by making you sing a snippet of Don Henley's Poison oh, Summer. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. <clears throat> right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Give me whatever you got, okay. whatever, that's, whatever that means Okay, it's going to be a lot of uh, humming and, Great. and made up words. Great. Vaguely Bob Dylan. Yeah, I know. Uh, wait, and wait, I can it. Wait, I can something, 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 something. <laughs> wait, I had it a second ago. And I can feel you. Yeah. Your, your brown skin sh- shining in the sun. You got your hair pulled back, something like that. And uh, some Wayfarer's on. Yes. Brand name. Brand recognition. Brand name. Wayfarer's on. And then I can tell you my love for you will still be strong after the boys of summer have gone. Told you I couldn't sing. Listen, you just did it. You I just did. nailed it. I nailed yeah. it. That's, that, that was, was the tune. That was good. Thank you. You helped me a little bit. That was solid. That yeah, was solid that was work good. right there. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, what would you like people to know about? Would you like them to follow you on social media? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at fake Jordan Black. And um, if you're in the L.A. area, you can always come see the black version. We do a show. Which I'm sure everyone once on a month is uh, so in town. So you can just tired of me talking about whether uh. I'm interviewing someone from that group or not. <laughs> uh, Jordan created that group. You all have heard me talk about how much I love it so many times. 
Thank you. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing show. Yes, they do do it uh, on a regular basis. It has never, mm-hmm. ever disappointed me. I've yeah. always laughed harder than I've laughed Thank the rest of that you. month. You've always been very supportive. So great. It's great. And uh, uh, yeah, so you can go to theblackversion.com to find out show dates and tickets whenever you're in Los Angeles. That's right, guys. Uh, all right. Thank you so much, Jordan. Thank you, Janet. And I'll talk to everybody next time on the podcast. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.